0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. They done brought was... the kingdom of earth to heaven. The kingdom of heaven on earth. <laughs> they, 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 they done brought the kingdom of, of, of heaven on earth. They did it.
1: What is the root of David? Open your Bibles <laughs> with me, church, to Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Now I ask you, what is the root of David?
0: Dost thou uh, know? Where is uh, Where is Michelangelo's David
1: housed? I like fucking Italy. I think the Louvre or something. No, dude, know. it's like a. Was the David was what the y- the statue?
0: So yeah, probably the Louvre. You can go see the Root of David uh, rendered in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. And they of the people in hundreds and tongues, and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my, oh man. The the two prophets are going to lay dead in the streets for two days. <laughs> and I was, and then, then they'll rise again. And then things will get real crazy. There's 16 cubits. <laughs> <laughs> my house is all fucked up with cubits, man. Man, I don't even know what a cubit is.
1: <laughs> I, dude, I don't... I didn't learn the metric system. I like. I am fucking so, dude. Like this, that. Okay, so like the Zionist rally, right? Like um, the the whole thing was a Christian Zionism rally. It was not like a a, a Jewish Zionism rally. Like everything I saw, every video I saw, was like. Every suburban, like, the the parent, actually at this point, probably the literal people I went to, like, church camp with growing up, like, those are the people at that rally. No, there were there were Jewish people there, don't get me wrong, but it felt like yeah, the majority Yeah, Chuck of Schumer, and Michael Rappaport. <laughs>
0: there was Michael Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: But for the most part, you might as well have been at, uh, you know, at... Uh, New Life uh church in San Antonio, Texas.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> On a Sunday. 100%. This um this guy who was like I think like Trump's ambassador to the UN at one point. I think that's what who he was. I could be wrong. But wait, <laughs> first of all, he had two really funny two really funny tweets. Um his name was uh what is it? David Friedman? Uh Overheard today at the rally, a local police officer said he received a career's worth of thank yous in one day. (laughs) imagine that. (laughs) Um, He also said what I think is the funniest thing. Maybe one of the funniest statements I've seen. Final estimated headcount at the pro-Israel rally in D.C., 290,000 people, makes this the largest Jewish gathering in history since Mount Sinai.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That broke me. (laughs) That broke me. It's like it's like are we real? Do we really live in a world? We do. I know we do because most powerful people in this country believe that a man lived in the belly of a well for three days.
1: Yeah.
0: Like even the Jewish writers of that don't literally believe Jonah lived in the belly of a well for three. It's allegory. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? We we live in a world legislated by people that believe in mythic realms and legends. Oh, dude. Not dissimilar to, and and before you get on your high horse about that, you need to think about your Star Wars and Disney consumption before you start taking John Hagee to task because there's only three feet of difference between
1: (laughs) Disney adult and fucking Christian Zionist. 100%. Dog, the moment I stopped going to church, like, okay, I didn't stop going to church after this, but I stopped going to this specific church and started going to a church where they were a little more kind of like you know loosey-goosey a little more light. where
0: were the condoms burn at
1: <laughs> yeah like okay it wasn't the, the con- former or the latter <laughs> it, w- it was after the condom okay. had been burned which goes to show you my commitment by the way um but i remember saying in a bible study group one one sunday morning after i was like licking my wounds because i was mad because i couldn't afford my parents weren't going to shell out for me to go to uh, church camp, and all my other friends got to go to church camp, and I was like, man, and they would come back like on fire for the Lord, like, oh,
0: man, I'm man, off. I'm on fire for him, <laughs> so I'm on fire, I haven't jacked off in 13 days, and I'd be like, I got, you imagine like uh, young evangelicals <laughs> laying their coin down, like their Alcox
1: Anonymous coin, you know, yeah. <laughs> I
0: got I got thirty days jack off free. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whereas me, because I hadn't gone to church camp and wasn't on fire, I had probably jacked off that morning. <laughs> he had eight hours jack off free. You could see it in my eyes. They were like Terrence is definitely not no fan. Like he's drained his seed. Look at him. Like I was like, <laughs> like yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I stayed up all night the night before watching like E's Wild on on the E Channel. Wild on with <laughs> yeah with Brooke Burke. Yeah,
0: <laughs> classic. <laughs>
1: Like, that's the closed week. Folks, this I love
0: two- how everybody, every, like, guy in his mid-30s, like, jacked off to the same things.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, was... Yeah, folks, this was 2002. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I remember one time, this girl sent me a picture of her titties. This was, like, 2002, over MSN Messenger, and it took, like, six hours to, you know, send... I
0: just imagine you going about your day like you're like making some pizza rolls. Like, like
1: you're planning for that JPEG to load in six hours and you're going to jack the devil out yes, of it. Yes, dude. And then, like, when I saw her at school later, she like pretended she didn't even really know me. I was like, what the That's fuck?
0: Goes. And so it goes.
1: <laughs> I dated many women who
0: we talked to every night on the phone, but at school we acted like we didn't know each other. Yeah, what was up with that? Why did that? They- Very
1: weird time. Why did they do that? I don't know. Um,. Okay. I got super sidetracked. Anyways. Sorry enough
0: about our baggage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about Sunday school. One Sunday morning I was like in Bible study class and I was like, well, you know, I was, I don't know. We were talking about something. I don't even remember how we got on the topic, but I was like, I was like, but yeah, I mean, this is the Bible, like, you know, it's surely we don't think of it literally right like these are apocryphal stories like you know like to like live our lives by they're not like literal right and everybody looked at me like what are you talking about like th- this is the bible this is god's word of course it's literal and I was like okay okay, what
0: okay just let me just uh, I just want to break us back here so you believe that a man lived to be more than 900 years old named Methuselah <laughs> uh-huh it- Honestly, and the then one they're just like that, like without batting an eye, they'll be like, "It was a different. It was uh, something to do with
1: there being less sin in the world or something." That's the thing. What was the biological explanation for that? I think that there was an implication that, like, because a man lived to be nine hundred and seventy-two, that like, yeah, there was less sin in the world. He was jacking off less, having less. Uh, Infidelity, fewer infidelities. Like what? what, what? He, was do, he was doing intermittent fasting. <laughs> that, uh, Everybody allowed allowed him for super longevity. That's the thing. There was way better accountability back then. Accountability buddies were everywhere to be found back then. Until so a man you could, couldn't throw a wet cat, not hit an accountability
0: buddy. <laughs> now nobody wants to be accountable. This, much less, much less, be accountable for you. Uh-huh. Co accountable for
1: you. Yeah. I mean, this is like. Because, like, I, a few weeks ago, went down, like, a YouTube rabbit hole in like, Christian Zionism. Um, just not, not, like, on explainers on Christian Zionism. Like, I was, like, watching various sermons from John Hagee and, like, Leesburg Cornerstone Church, Virginia, and all this shit. Like, you know, watching sermons from the Christian Zionist perspective. And it totally fucked up my algorithm. So that now, every time I log into YouTube... I get all these. You may like Kenneth Copeland videos and <laughs> shit like a Well, like I get all of my favorite. Because this is the thing. This is the thing where like, there's overlap between the Christian Zionist and Jewish Zionist projects, is that it's all based on this extremely shoddy, like pseudo history. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pseudo archaeology. Yeah. Like, right. It's like it's, it's like it's like. Um... Like, if
0: you were to go to the Creation Museum up in northern Kentucky near Cincinnati, and then you based a murderous worldview on what you found there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you saw some animatronic uh, dinosaurs being uh, brought onto an ark, uh-huh. you know what I mean, or whatever. Or wait, how did the creationists feel about it? It's, I've been so detached from Where do they land on
1: Dinosaurs. They land on, where they land on dinosaurs is that they, um, we coexisted. They walked among us, they right? They walked among us, yes. We coexisted. Right, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and you went up there and you saw, uh, a guy with a fig leaf over his cock leading two brontosauruses onto a, <laughs> a gopher wood boat, you know what I mean? And then you're like, you know what? I think I'll go subjugate an entire race <laughs> of people now.
1: Well. That, and so it happens. This is the thing. Where do we draw the line? Because if. If like the pro Israel stands want to um, play this game, like where do you draw the line? It's like, well, okay. What about the Phoenicians? They inhabited the Levant prior to the ancient Israelites. So it's like, right. that's what I'm all about. I'm all about bring let set resettling the Phoenicians back in their ancestral homelands. I agree, and the other thing too, man, is. If we
0: want to talk about like the anti sort of uh Palestinian like current that's in our society, think of how far this goes back. Palestine derives from Philistine, which is synonymous with a
1: a big oaf in our culture. Someone who doesn't cultured oaf. Someone who doesn't watch David Lynch movies.
0: Right. Somebody that's never seen blue velvet, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So this goes back, you know what I'm saying, it's I don't know, there is a there is a current.
1: Well, know. it is interesting that like so now I've got all these videos on my YouTube trying to cram this like pseudoscience down my throat like about like you know, look at these vases. This is proof that this is the ancient Israelites home. And it's like, you know, by the way, I'm I'm assuming that there's probably a pseudo biological explanation for why Methuselah got to live for nine hundred years,
0: and I'm sure Jim Baker sells it in a powder form every Sunday on this program. <laughs> uh huh. Or like Benny Hinn when he was selling uh, chelated supplements. Well, this is the this is like the f- all these all these guys are wellness influencers, even though they look like absolute shit. They look like butter, like stuck in the microwave for twenty seconds.
1: What I'm so fascinated about. The Israeli project is that it is all based on history from two thousand years ago. A lot of which is apocryphal, some of which is accurate, um, some of which is uh, biblical. But like the way they go about, like perverting and distorting it all, like like the Samson doctrine, or like how you saw that video. Did you see that photo today circulating of IDF soldiers studying a Torah with a combat knife? Ah, like, uh, yeah yeah it's just like the way they like go about like it's like okay you say this is all based on like 2000 year old tradition but like you just go out of your way at every step to you know like i said like distort and like sap all of the meaning out of this you know this very this
0: text that has meant a lot to a lot of people exactly for a long 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 time exactly it's just, you know what I mean?
1: Well, and, and I don't also, mean
0: to come off as like religious or like a rabid atheist or anything. Those people are fucking annoying. I mean, people way smarter than I ever thought about being have died for this stuff. You know? Right. But but yeah, when you start getting these like yeah weird perversions of <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah,
1: it's I don't know, man. This this like or, or or you know.
0: Uh, I hate to say it, but you might not be third in line for the throne of Solomon when you're, uh, you know, a Hungarian from Philadelphia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, just want to say that. <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> I mean, it is, it is crazy because like so much of this, like I've tried to explain this to various people over the past month because like, do, dude, talking with family members, talking with people in the community, like, dude, just, you just drive. 20, 30 minutes around here. Every church sign you see references in some... I won't say everyone, but like a shocking amount of them makes reference to the fact that like, oh man, it's coming. It's finally here. He's coming Everybody back. Everybody is convinced this is the end times. But,
0: you know, here's the thing about the end times. The end times are not like the old end times.
1: <laughs> the new you end know, times. I've been,
0: th- I've been thinking about that a lot these days. Like, uh, the if Christ returns on his horse to smite the enemies of in the Valley of Megiddo, like it's going to be a lot more banal. Like we've, we've made everything Epic bacon in our heads, but it, like he might just like come down on like a, you know, a bank mule or something. and a just Or like, give some people some stern talking to.
1: Yeah. He's like in a Chrysler. Yeah,
0: (laughs) an ethereal Chrysler LeBaron. (laughs) A Delta 88 (laughs) on 24-inch ribs. Yeah, wood grain. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It is. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Well, what is so, what I find so fascinating about it, right? I was trying to explain this to to you the other day, like, or trying to articulate this after seeing the footage from that completely disturbing rally but it was disturbing in a way that I can't quite put my finger on like if I had to if I had to describe the current moment in a word it would be like just barren like almost sort of like desiccated I feel like desiccated is like the order of the day it's like we're past the point where like the corpse is rotted like now we just have bones you know what I'm saying like we just have right. <laughs> that's the
0: just sun dried viscera and flies and crows and shit. You know? That's that's how, even the crows don't want. It. They just kind of come by and peck at it every once in a while when they get desperate. Yeah, you know?
1: that's how I felt watching that rally. I like I wasn't even really disturbed, in the sense that like not in the way that I would have been like a month ago or something. Like I don't know. It just like everything is in such a late stage of decay, and perhaps that is the sign of, you know, fascism.
0: But let me let me just say probably the surest sign that y- if you're looking just for like some sort of visual cues that what's going on is bad, uh, three hundred thousand people uh begging for there not to be an end to bombing children is yeah. bad enough on its own. Well by the way, but you say three
1: hundred thousand
0: I put a huge <laughs> asterisk besides There's that no it's way- like
1: that's like Barry Bonds's record in the in the <laughs> baseball Hall of Fame, you know, <laughs> you know like, yeah it's like when you're you're uh trying to convince people you're not short, you're like, oh yeah, I'm like five eight and a half five eight and a half,
0: yeah, 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 or when you're a kid, like kids are the only people that like tell you they're ten and a half, <laughs> Like, they you're want right. you to know that like they're old're they're, they're not like their other ten year olds right They've got six months on them. right yeah. right um but the other surest sign that things are bad is when you get uh, John Hagee uh, in his fucking snail trail just up to the podium. <laughs> John Hagee is an absolute psychopath, and I know this because I grew up in a in a family of Hagee stands. Yep. And yep. I'll never forget this as long as I live. My my mom's friend, we'll call her Linda was in this horrible marriage to this horrible man named we'll call him Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh was was this man Cuban? <laughs> no. <nah. laughs> no, no, he's not a Hideon. He was a, uh he yeah, had just Gideon. I say that cuz he had just like a a biblical name that wasn't super common.
1: Okay. Interesting. And uh Hezekiah.
0: You know. She was like it was so weird because she would always like give me a John Hagee book for my birthday. One was called uh Israel, the final countdown or Iran, final countdown, or something like that. Yeah. It was gonna talk about like, like the relationship of Israel to Iran and like when you start seeing them button heads, that's when the that's when the clouds are gonna part. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And it is funny that like for as much as we pride ourselves in liberal democracy in this country and all this stuff that we are essentially governed by people that uh think the big one is going to happen, you know, based on like signs and wonders and you know, uh blood moons and you know whatever else you want to you want to drum up but the thing about Hagee that it doesn't surprise me at all is, like, the why a Christian Zionists like him would find Comcast. Like, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. This is a point that's been made a hundred times, but, I mean, this is even going back to when we had Sarah Jones on the show many, many years ago. We were talking about him, and this is a man that fundamentally views Jewish people as cannon fodder for the return of Christ.
1: 100%. Like... If he felt this is not a
0: friend of Jewish people, if I'm and I'm not talking about, I'm talking of any
1: stripe. <laughs> yeah, the, the the entire Christian Zionist project, by the way, which I need to stress, there are in, I don't think I don't know if people like realize this, and I think people I think some people think it's almost quaint or cynical, or they think that like people don't. I had someone in my mentions say like they don't really Christians don't really believe this they don't really like blah 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 oh brother it's like all, like dude okay anyway I'm sorry to interrupt you I'll put a pin no in no that. no 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 no. go for it I was go just gonna it. say that like the entire Christian and Christian Zionist project there are entire foreign policy think tanks like run by like the the billionaire DeVos family that like literally push an end times Christian Zionist foreign policy, yeah. which means that they but, and 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 I and I need to stress this: they do have some institutional purchase, and a lot of. If you lived in the Bush era, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And they're still very powerful. Obviously, you know, they got purchased in the Trump administration, but even domestically, a lot of the things that they push, uh. You know, find expression and in, in legislation like all this abortion uh leg, you know legislation and packing the courts and all this other stuff these people 100 percent believe this you know why because we are human and we die like i can't stress this enough if you think that after you die there is another life where like per, things are pretty much the same and like you don't have to worry about the terrifying prospect of like The party goes on without me. I'm, you know, pushed into oblivion, extinct, like a light, like a match being snuffed out. Then like the afterlife is an extremely comforting idea. And so much so, I have found myself, I used to- Warming back up to the (laughs) Not that. I'm jealous of people who can believe it. Because I used to believe it. I used to believe it wholeheartedly. So much so that it would give me panic attacks. My very first panic attack was realizing that, oh, God, after you die, it's, it goes on and on and on and on and on and There's on. There's no
0: on. end to it because we're humando. <laughs> yes, we we- our lot in life is to be buried. That's what the Latin <laughs> human comes from. And so to our finite brains, the idea of it going on forever and you not being afraid of it probably signals that you need some some sort of counsel. Yeah, I was... And I was- I'm not trying to shit on anybody's source of hope. I am not. I hope there is an afterlife that we all get to dance around in our new heavenly bodies and whatever. I don't, I don't discount that out of hand. I'm just saying that our, like Christian Zionism, Zionism is fundamentally our inability to, to deal with our own failed finite existence, just like every other thing, but we've made it somebody else's problem.
1: But, but it, yes, it's fused with the imperatives of empire is what it is. It's like, in this weird thing, it was sort of born of this anti-Roman Empire ideology, and it didn't right. became fused with the pro-American Empire ideology.
0: Which is funny because you know what the scripture says about the rise of the Antichrist is that he'll come out of the revived Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and it's like, and we're still sitting here slack-jawed <laughs> with drool coming out of our mouths, and we're like,
1: "Nah, it's not us. It's not us. No,
0: no. like Christians love to." delve into eschatology and apocalypse and the end times, but they want a safe distance from it. That's why they love America so much. It allows them to comment on all this shit, but without getting their hands dirty, without having any skin in the game and all this stuff. So we can sit over here in our fucking ivory towers while kids are being massacred by things called hellfire missiles. Yep. That's what I said on the show last week. The Antichrist has power to call fire out of heaven. They got a little literal thing called hellfire missiles. They're dropping that are like, Huge blenders
1: they're dropping on people.
0: Yeah. I saw a video. And everybody still cannot see. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's incredible. Well, and the thing is, the thing is, is like I was talking to someone recently and they were talking about like struggling with a family member who's trying to convince them of this stuff. And I was like, don't argue with it. There's no point. Because the thing is, you can't argue with someone who is ready at a moment's notice to walk into the light. Who who thinks that the life beyond this one is infinitely better and more seamless and more comfortable and you know what i'm saying like you can't argue yeah. with that because like that is if that's the guiding philosophy then that means that every that everything here on this plane is incidental and that people exactly. and that yeah and that we can ala- we can walk away and wash our hands of children being murdered by hellfire missiles and that, like, we don't actually have, and that's why, the I, I, I don't know, I mean, I just, I, that that's what's really scary to me about it. That's what it was really scary to me watching that, the clips from that rally, especially with Mike Johnson, who is our Speaker of the House, who's like a Christian nationalist. Can they, you know,
0: can they, just for the life of them, can they just get somebody that's not a greasy little freak to, <laughs> like, spearhead the party? Uh-huh. Why does everybody have to be, like, a sniveling little greasy fucking weirdo?
1: Yeah. Have you seen the video? Did you watch that video I sent you of his wife?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you've said that perfectly. It was like the evangelical voice.
1: Yes, yeah, but yeah. It's just like... like sub- this weird, like, it's like a- brainwashed kind of... It's Ava Braun shit. It's just like, yeah. I'll go along with your patriarchal thing and do everything you tell me to do, but I want something out of it. And it's like, you know, power, influence, being the wife of the Speaker of the House. And, like, I mean... What really is so s- scary, in my opinion, is that like a lot of, you know, it's, this is the interesting thing. It's like a lot of like Christians, Christian Zionists deploy history here. People have even tried to appeal to me because they know I like history. Like, oh, y- you know a little bit about this, right?
0: And it's yeah. this,
1: it's this weird, it's this very weird and scary thing where like a lot of, not all of it, not even most of it, but some portion of it. And I, re- I learned this in a class in college, but some portion of our history, our, our knowledge of the world 2,000 years ago, does come from the Bible. And so it kind of can become this thing where if biblical history gets assimilated into capital H history, like accepted mainstream history, then it can start to look like it's coming true. It can start to look like it is a self-fulfilling prophecy, Right, and right. Then, And that's what I meant on an episode a few weeks ago when I wasn't endorsing this. I think people misunderstood me. I was not endorsing this like linking up of Christian eschatology and Marxist eschatology. What I was saying was that you can have this situation where Christian history, eschatology, literature becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that also verifies the Marxist conception of history of class struggle. And so that you can have this instance where you can have... The difference is one is material, one is immaterial. Yes, but they both serve the same function, which is that, let's say we do have a nuclear Armageddon. The nuclear Armageddon will be a product and function of the class struggle, of the material drive of history. However, you can look at it metaphorically, it is also a rapture-like event that proves the entire eschatology of christianity and i have to i really have to point out that like the whole project of christian zionism is an imperial project the whole thing is to basically turn the world against us us in israel so that we us we you know like we're fighting back to back which is it.
0: also like yeah which is also uh, tied to why christians have had the sweetest deal going for the longest time anywhere in the world and uh they still act like they're a uh a, a persecuted you know
1: underclass yes exactly and it's it's it like you can read anything you want into that eschatology into that like conception of the world like iran for example like wasn't babylon in the ancient area that we would call like persia or iraq you know what i mean like right, this like large, that, yeah that area yeah. right but or also a big part of this is like a large, a large part of this is informed by like the Tim LaHaye, Left Behind series, which yeah. appeared around the time of the Y2K millennium. So the, that that tells you something. That is a that is a millenarian thing. The Antichrist yeah. there
0: was Eastern
1: European.
0: Yeah, it was Nikolai Carpathia, <laughs> Carpathian Mountains where Dracula famously was, you know, set. Uh huh. Yeah really but- <laughs> revealing uh the, the bias towards swarthy you know <laughs> eastern european
1: well and i think that like i guess my point here is that um you have a large part populace you have a large percentage of this population you saw them at that rally earlier this week who are totally gung-ho and convinced that this is the the big one this is it this is the drain spiral we have now passed the threshold like you know what i'm saying like we're we're in it and uh i i really cannot stress enough what kind of mindset that is that is a death drive because the death drive what what's in operation there is that like i said earlier what happens on this plane does not exist if i die a better world awaits me so I'm just going to, f- fuck it. We'll just all walk into the light together. If that means nuc- worldwide nuclear armageddon, if that brings us one inch closer to the actual rapture, so be it. If that What means- we all
0: want is somebody to hold hold hands with while we walk into
1: it. Exactly.
0: The idea that we're born alone and die alone is scary. and That's why we have to reconcile things to religion and faith. And, and I think those serve a problem. Again, I'm not anti-religion at all. I, I think those things serve a purpose. I think what's the source of your hope is a... A question that we all have to wrestle with and resolve in our own ways. And that can be a lot of things to a lot of people. But yeah, fundamentally, what it is is we're afraid to be alone. So we, you know, we go to, to these well, tribal things. And-
1: I think you're right. I think that you can see this death drive, though, in every aspect of this sort of m- mature capitalist state. Like when we were talking a few weeks ago about how oil refineries in north america don't have the capacity to refine the most profitable form of oil now so we export the oil to be refined in, i think south pacific somewhere and then re-import it and like how much carbon that the, the the thing there is the reason they don't retrofit and upgrade these refineries in north america is it would be too expensive now i also want you to consider the fact i saw another thread the other day that like Arguing against it makes you seem like a scold and, like, makes you seem like this, like, austere degrowther, but it is true. Just about how much carbon we pump into the atmosphere from small engines, from, like, leaf blowers. Like, what the fuck is the point of a leaf blower? You know you know how much carbon leaf blowers emit into the atmosphere? It's like, once you start seeing the death drive, it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like,
0: everywhere. Yeah, it's, 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 you know what, it's funny. It's like a... Uh... I was thinking about that the other day when I was eating a a Chipotle bowl or second ass for something. I was like, man, this piece of paper, this bowl, and this metal tin lid, and we just throw it away and go get another. You know
1: what and, I mean? And I think that this is this is this partially explains why the libs are so cavalier about this. Like, yeah. I want I want someone to genuinely explain to me how it is not a contradiction, how two years ago you had them so in this house. We believe in science. And fast forward today, and they to today, and they've made common cause with Christian Zionists who are ready to nuke the fucking world. Part of it, in my opinion, stems from the fact that the libs have no vision and no answer. So, like secretly, subconsciously, they may be fine with nuking the world because it gives them an out. We have an off ramp. There's yeah. finally an off ramp. The West doesn't have to deal with any of these problems anymore. No more contradictions or questions. Walk. Let's all walk into the light together. Yeah. I just. I think it's very concerning, and uh, that's why I don't really see any purpose in, like, arguing with, like, any of these people. These people have, like, fully—this is a matter of life and death, and like I said, if, like, the life after this is better than this one, like, you, you, there's no sense in arguing over that, man. And one
0: of the greatest tricks capital's ever played is impoverishing people, not only materially, but also spiritually and mentally, to the point that— We've clung our hope to the great hereafter rather than right now, which is also not for nothing, totally unscriptural from a Christian perspective. The scripture says God gave Adam the power to subdue the earth. God gave the earth to the children of men in the fullness thereof. God I've always like <laughs> anytime I've ever wrestled with my own Christianity or anything, I've I've often thought about, you know, the deists, which, you know, are often, you know, sort of Tied to Thomas Jefferson. Not right. a good guy. But there is something I do like about the idea of like acknowledging that God just does not He exists, but he just does not meddle in our affairs. You right. know what I mean? Because at least then you have like person like the idea of that like I have to be a part of this and I instead of like this hands off Jesus Take the Wheel shit, which is just baby brain shit. You know right. what I mean? Life is overwhelming, right? No question about that, it's tough. And God knows I'm not a portrait of fucking mental stability, but <laughs> I at least have the presence of mind to know that I can't just live how I want to. <laughs> you right. Know? You know what I mean? Even though I do sometimes, and it's wrong.
1: You yeah. Know? You know, it is it is interesting that... I think that, like, if you view Christian Zionism as a... um. Uh, if you view it as like a, a a project of fascism, that's the only way to view it, right? Because it embraces death, it embraces mass death as a solution to the world's I'm problem. Go ahead
0: and say, I just want to go ahead. I want to put something to bed here. Fascism is here. Like we can quit talking about it like it's something coming down the road. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean. It's it's here. Which, and again, I think that this is the thing. To Christians, it appears that that verifies everything that they've been taught and believed. Dude, I was reading, again, this is not scientific, this is just fucking YouTube comments, but I don't know how many YouTube comments I've read in, like, John Hagee videos and all these other videos that were like, I was a black, I was a backslider, Lord, I was I was backseat Baptist, I never, I was going to church two, three times a year, and then all this started on October 7th, and I've been on my knees praying every day, and it's just like, to them, it looks like... <laughs> and I've been
0: on my knees sucking cock every day, <laughs> every day since, Lord. <laughs> it's
1: like... It looks like a verification of that, but we know it to be, as materialists, a verification of the class struggle and of like the gears of history really cranking into motion.
0: Whereas we see that, they see just the confirmation of all their sort of like myths and legends and yeah. what they've staked their eternal hope on. Right Now, in the same way that there is anti-Zionist Jewish people, there are also Christians that reject that. Oh yeah, i say that we need to we need to cast aside the wrong parts of our tradition and lift up you know the you know yeah. uh, the better angels of of our nature in, in 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 that regard.
1: Just like there are, just like there are Jews all around the world who find it absolutely disgusting that they're massacring tens of thousands of people in their name or distorting all of their religious traditions and practices just for this fascist project of annihilation. I mean. I think that, like—and and, and perhaps there is a tangent here, perhaps because, like, if you consider Marxism to be, like, a project of the Enlightenment um, and of the West, a lot of which is based off of Christian theology, for better or for worse, it, it, either, it either accepts it or rejects it, then, like, perhaps—again, I, I think people interpreted me saying this as an endorsement of this, but I was saying, like, if you just look at it from, like, the 10,000-foot perspective— perhaps there is something about the religious worldview, the Christian religious worldview that contains a kernel of truth about the class struggle that was then picked up on by, you know, radicals in the 19th century. So because otherwise, how do you explain that like you've got this signal event that verifies these, you know, various <laughs> sort of like, Yeah, these are various eschatologies, these various worldviews, these various...
0: Also, something we got to talk about as long as we're dealing with, like, apocryphal stories. Like, there is no consensus on the idea of the rapture in the end times. Right. It's all based on, like, a a vaguely veiled. Well, also, I mean, the book of Revelation, but also, like, a thinly veiled reference in, I think, Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. one One of the Thessalonians about being called up. Right. You know, and the dead in Christ will rise... And and so forth, um, uh, first, and then people sort of ran and fashioned a whole sort of uh, myth out of that, right? That you know that we call the rapture. Like you you won't find the word the rapture in the Bible, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like an invention of like uh, you know like early twentieth century Pentecostalism, like that <laughs> turn of phrase, you know? Right, right, right. And then spread to the Southern Baptist and you know, so on and so forth, and then you got like a a hodgepodge of various denominations that make up something called evangelicalism, which is essentially about
1: getting money. (laughs) Dude, this is, I think this event will be kind of the thing that pushes a lot of American Catholics into Protestantism, evangelicalism, like, did you see that Bishop Bishop Strickland or whatever in Texas who was dismissed by the Pope? no and people were flipping out like the pope can't do this and, and people were the pope, out, like,
0: fi- pope finally uh pulled buck strickland's credentials.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no the idea of the rapture as it is currently defined is not found in historic christianity it is a relatively recent doctrine origin <laughs> originating from the 1830s it, the term is okay, used so frequently around among, a little bit before. Yeah, I the see, term is yeah, okay. used frequently among theologians in the United States. Um, I anyway. thought it had its origins in Pentecostalism,
0: like the Azusa Street revival that gave us Pentecostalism. Just because Pentecostalism is so tied to the acts of the apostles, yeah, you know what I mean. Like we believe in healing, laying on of hands, speaking in tongues, right, all that kind of thing. So it would make sense that. This sort of scattershot idea of a great calling up into the sky would be one of those type doctrines, right, right right. We,
1: nevertheless, we still believe it wholeheartedly. I think it, this gets at something that's very interesting, which is that like everywhere you look now, from the economy to what's going on in Israel, when, what's going on in Gaza, everywhere you look now. There is this widespread attempt to basically retcon every single aspect of society. Like, yeah. you've got Biden celebrating Bidenomics, right? And saying that, no, the economy is actually good. They're trying to, like, change your perception of the world rather than change the world itself. Right. The, and, and you that see. That man this, last
0: night was still talking about beheaded babies and be, babies being burned alive.
1: Yeah, dude. Last night.
0: Stuff yeah. that's been thoroughly debunked.
1: I mean. And it, and it extends back into the past, too, like with their attempts to rewrite history, the historiography of the term rapture itself is an example. But also just, uh, I mean, did you see that video clip of the press asking Biden about, like, can you show us proof? Like, what evidence do you have that there are terrorist t- tunnels under Al-Shifa Hospital? And he said, nope, not, I won't show you anything. who can hold Can you
0: what
1: kind of evidence do you have to see that Hamas has a command under Al the Hospital? No, I, didn't tell you. I won't. Tell you. And then don't have to, don't have to. And then you've <laughs> okay. got like Kirby, the you know, spokesperson for the Depen- Defense Department, Kirby going out there and saying like, "We have, we have uh evidence saying that Hamas has been storing materials, weapons. There's tunnels under the hospital." the hostages that's what they said they said that like there's there's proof there's evidence that they're holding the hostages in this hospital and that's why the idf has to storm it a fucking hospital by the way where people are sick dying being treated trying to rest and and heal and then let me let me
0: let me ask you a question okay you've seen that movie john q with denzel washington (laughs)
1: A long time Where, ago, yeah,
0: yeah, you know, like his little boy has this heart condition, and he's like playing a baseball game, and like blacks out on the field, and then yeah. like he finds out he needs a heart transplant, but he's too poor to afford it, and they refuse it, and then he holds, you know, creates a hostage situation to right. give his boy a heart. Now imagine,
1: it's like the it's like the plot of Dog Day Afternoon. Kind of. A little, a little in the same way, yeah. It's
0: it's, it's yeah, it's Dog Day Afternoon, uh, but in the medical through the lens of the medical community for HMOs. Yeah, so, so, yeah. <laughs> so imagine you're uh, sick, laid up in the hospital, trying to heal from some sort of illness or something like that, and you find out there's a couple bad dudes in the hospital, or who everybody's saying are bad dudes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, can you imagine if like the United States military is like, well? There's only one thing we can do here, and we got to drop a bomb on this on uh, Omaha General. You know Uh what I mean? It's just an insane way of doing things, and it's like if you're going to sit here and talk about oh, it's the children of light versus the children of darkness. It's the it's it's modern civilized world versus the law of the jungle. You're going to sit here and like grandstand about that shit, but you're still going to blow up a hospital.
1: I think sounds to me like uh, (laughs) yeah. I think the thing is is that rather than push rather than push back against the IDF's claims on any of this or admit that they were wrong in backing this absolutely totalitarian right wing genocidal government, rather than doing that, they're just going to uh try to isolate and ostracize anyone who thinks differently mm-hmm. but at the same time basically passing out propaganda that calls you crazy for calling any of it into question. No, so, are you crazy? <laughs> you, no, are you crazy? <laughs> and the thing is, it's like I said, it is fucking everywhere. This seems to be the Biden M.O. And I would imagine it's going to be the M.O. of every single administration for the rest well, of our it's, lives. But it's, 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 it's particularly
0: like uh, front and center with him because this is a man that we have watched deteriorate in real time and everybody says he's fine
1: yeah that's that's another example of them basically saying everything's fine the same thing with the economy everything's fine the same thing with Gaza everything's fine the IDF is taking humanitarian concerns into account and when you see them lo- uh, hoisting the Israeli flag on top of the hospital that's a humanitarian gesture that is not genocidal N- never mind the fact that like they published a video of them going through the hospital and said they found guns and ammo behind an MRI machine. As people pointed out, you can't store metal in, an, in a room with an MRI machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, it pulls an... <laughs> yeah, what the This is like... They, yeah, that's, that was so, that's so <laughs> fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> but they were like... Yeah, that's right. In an MRI unit. Can you believe it? They stored... It's like, wait a second. You ever see those videos somebody putting a chair, like a
1: metal fold out chair in an MR? Yes. I mean, fucking. Just the brazenness uh. of it, that's one thing, all right? The brazenness of it is one thing. The thing that really fucking makes you go the crack up F. Scott Fitzgerald route is the United States government saying, we don't have to answer to anyone. Fuck you. This is right. We believe, we back them to the hilt. Fuck off. That makes you go fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean because it flies in the face of everything they've said for fucking eight years since Trump was elected. Yeah, I thought it's
0: it's like it's like it's almost like if you've been sitting here holding water for the Biden administration because you're afraid of the encroaching Trump administration. (laughs) Well, congratulations! Like, there's this is no not meaningfully different from all the craziness you experienced during the Trump administration.
1: At one hundred percent, man. It's the have, same
0: thing. So don't start talking about like, oh, Trump this, Trump that.
1: Like, Biden is here today very bad. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the thing. It rings so hollow. They're even doing this, like, we're recording this on Thursday, November 16th. Last night there was a protest outside the DNC headquarters. They Dave Weigel was there, took take took videos of it and pictures and everything. And It was so fascinating because you had all these people come out and say, oh, these protesters tried to storm the DNC. They tried to make it look like January 6th, but for, like, crazy blue-haired pronoun users outside the DNC. And and Weigel was like, I took videos. No one stormed shit. They just were outside protesting, and the police went crazy on them. I mean, they threw one person down the stairs. I, th- right. but then th- but that's the thing like you then see like the media machine gear you know kick into gear where they're like these people are out of control they're storming uh, headquarters they're, you know what I'm saying so it's a, it's another example of just all the apparatuses are there all the mechanisms are there to morph and mutate and distort the reality around things So that they're trying to drive us to the rubber room man yeah. <laughs> that's it they're trying to fucking... Try. I'm just like, I how do We're going to see,
0: Yeah. And it's so maddening, dude. Like, think about like, it,
1: Tom. Think about the fucking prospect. The the entire concept of a hospital yeah. generally off-bounds a place of healing and rest. How it's already this,
0: stressful enough being in there. You Yeah, know what
1: I mean? exactly. How did this become a site of, like, epistemological contestation uh, also like-
0: too also too like your whole sort of thing going into this was we would never bomb a hospital
1: exactly
0: like like that's on like the days after October 7th but then if you go back a year before with Anthony Blinken talking about in Ukraine now who would bomb a hospital like the day we start bombing hospitals and that's okay when, the Rus- when they were saying the Russians were doing that in Ukraine they were appalled. Or just now. Now we have to have the debate.
1: <laughs> or just the video of the IDF put. You know, we're rolling incubators into this hospital because we're good. Did you see that video? Did you see that fucking picture of them moving boxes that just said medical supplies on them in English? Oh my god,
0: dude! Medical I mean,
1: this is all for the. It's red meat for these Christian Zionists here in America. That that that, that rally yeah, should they're have. They're too goddamn stupid. That to, rally yeah. should have verified it. That's all it is. It's red meat. It's just like it. It's got
0: you know what it's like. It's like what's that documentary that we watched that time about the Indo- uh, Indonesian? Uh, the art of killing. It is. It's like it's like you know like all those guys are recreating like everything that went on. It's it's a lot like that. Except the real thing is them recreating it like it's yes like nothing here's the thing about everything that just drives me and say everything is a fucking prop anymore yeah like it's a even like a sweater is not a sweater it's like just like a reasonable facsimile of what people would have worn at one time to stay
1: warm and we're just gonna throw it out in a year you know what i mean dude that is spot on <laughs> you're right that movie for those of you who haven't seen it the filmmaker got these guys it was indonesia right they, they got is. them to recreate the crimes that they had perpetrated in the sixties, basically genocide and communists. They the filmmaker got them to recreate them through film. And by doing so, these guys, they they one of them anyways has like a fucking breakdown and realizes the, the atrocities he's committed, but then he kind of like sublimates it back into like and rationalizes it. What we're yeah. seeing now is almost the inverse. They're recreating the crimes in real time, but they're doing the crimes under, while they're doing the, rec- while while they're doing they're the reenactment. Doing,
0: exactly.
1: While they're for doing for an
0: American audience.
1: A, for an American audience as simulator, it's so fucking bizarre. And yeah. I think that honestly if I had to take a stab at what it is, if I had to take a stab at like trying to understand like what this means, like because I've never really quite seen anything like this. You saw hints at it in like the Russia Ukraine thing because there's a lot of propaganda there, but this is propaganda on a whole other level. Um, it's like I, I have this book that I've tried to read a few times, it's a little too dense for me, but I, I think I basically know what he's saying and I do generally support it. It's by a Palestinian, his name is Wal Halak. And he wrote a book called Restating Orientalism. It's like a critique of mm-hmm. Edward Said's Orientalism. Edward Said, yeah. He, doesn't, he didn't like, he's not throwing out Edward Said's book. He's just pointing out a lot of the deficiencies in it. Edward Said was a literary critic. He was not a historian or anything. And so right. he's kind of like kind trying of to.
0: Kind of in like Chomsky in a way, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. A guy that like sort of comments outside of his
1: like discipline, his credential exactly. discipline. Exactly. Well, this book, Restating Orientalism, he's kind of trying to retread that, and he's trying to make a critique of, like, modern knowledge and modern knowledge systems, I guess what you could call, like, the e-crisis, right. trying to understand, like, the origin and uh, accumulation of modern knowledge, and there's something that someone wrote about it, um, Walter Mignolo, an Argentine semiotician and professor at Duke University, said said of Restating Orientalism, He said it is becoming increasingly evident among decolonial thinkers that colonial management with or without colonies, with or without settlers, is a question of controlling and managing knowledge. And that power differential is implicit in agents, institutions, and languages of epistemic governance. And I think that this is, if you look at what's going on right now, in a materialist sense, you know, the fucking framing of class struggle. I genuinely think that what is going on worldwide is like a massive, I don't want, I'm not going to call it decolonial or recolonial or anything, but there yeah. are lines of domination and power that are shifting along lines of nationalism, colonialism that, that don't fall neatly within our accepted understanding of what these things look like. So basically what I'm saying is like that, that general process we outlined on the episode last week with the Louisville Tenants Union mm-hmm. of how the similarities of land dispossession and liquidation between what's going on in parts of Louisville and in Palestine. I think that like this is a worldwide phenomenon. And I think that as such, various powers, including the United States government, but also obviously Israel, like this is part of the retconning of reality around you Be- because systems of power and domination yes they require like enclosed knowledge systems and that means getting us all to go along with it and i think that right. when we talk about the quote e crisis that's what we're ta- that's what we're running up against yes it right. takes the form of social media and the algorithms and everything else but that's just the instrument that's being deployed these, these powerful actors are using these instruments to basically try to shape these knowledge systems and cram them down our throats. But, like, I just want to point out the extent to which they go. Because didn't you say, and I'm not going to, like, name names or anything, but just at the most facile level, like, depersonalized level, like, don't you know people who have, like, tiktok accounts that have been approached by like israeli proxies and basically like yeah uh,
0: f- uh, one of my good friends from college has like three million tiktok followers makes these little skits and was approached by this group called the six they call themselves the six points and they've got a couple of big sort of public facing boosters in the stand-up comedy community <laughs> but they approach <laughs> these re- i mean really there you I mean, always start. Just, yeah well yeah <laughs> And um, they um, reached out to my friend that, and they, you know, offered like $1,500 a video to like um, just make stuff sort of like making fun of like people from the Muslim world. and Yeah. Or like if they like sort of make a joke that like is kind of like has to do with something to do with the Muslim world, they kind of push them and like pay them to go a little bit further with it. You know what I, I mean?
1: I just think about that that stuff because, you know, yesterday someone had pointed out that a lot of people simultaneously and seemingly without coordination had made all these TikToks about like the Osama bin Laden letter. Did you see that? Like oh, yeah, yeah, Osama yeah, yeah. bin Laden's, Laden's letter to America in like 2002. Yeah. Like all these people had just had like spontaneously, quote unquote, started quoting it and talking about it on TikTok. And. That's what I'm talking about. I don't know who's behind that, but I have to assume someone in sub-agency some or institution is behind it. And that's what I'm talking about. Like this Yeah. All these actors have presences and they try to like influence our sort of like, you know, the way we build knowledge, the way we build our perception of the world. Right. And uh yeah. people could even probably say that about us. I mean, you could go look at our funders they're all on patreon.com where you can become one too
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> paid for by the generous patronage of supporters like you
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, the point i'm trying to make is that like you aren't crazy you aren't having a crack up you shouldn't go to the rubber room with the straitjacket. but if you do i mean i'll be there with you but the, that's part of the point the part of the point is to destabilize your conception and preceptions about these things to the point that you feel insane even having to argue it you genuinely yeah. feel insane having to argue that hospitals should not be invaded yeah. you, you feel insane having to argue that refugees that we should not drop missiles called hellfire missiles that shoot out blades everywhere and shred everyone around them right I mean you should not have to point out when you see the idea of posting about how magnanimous they are and benevolent they are in providing incubators because, quote, we are not at war with the population of Palestine. You should not have to point out that on October 13th, Israeli President Isaac Herzog said, we will hold the entire Palestinian population to account. They are all responsible for this. Like, the, the whole point is to make you go, it's to destabilize your it's again we're just retreading ground here but it is this wearing the skin suit inside out taking the part of you that is human and forcing it inside out inside you so that you then feel guilty and bad for even having to engage in the first place it's it's bad
0: it's a sorry state of affairs there is there is some hopeful things though did you see this friend of the show Ann boyer Resigned her post as uh, poetry editor of the New York Times Magazine. Mm. I did not see that. And then she put out a statement. I've resigned as poetry editor of the New York Times Magazine. The Israeli state's U.S.-backed war against the people of Gaza is not a war for anyone. There's no safety in it or from it, not for Israel, not for the United States or Europe, and especially not for the many Jewish people slandered by those who claim to be essentially doing it in their name and stuff. Hell yeah. So there's still... Shout out, Ian. Yeah.
1: That's tight. I mean, I don't know. This, this, uh, I agree. There's, there is a lot of, I mean, people aren't having it, man. And that's fucking awesome. Because there, I have never seen a push quite like this to convince people that they're insane and to shut the fuck up and go away. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not going to. So something's got to give. Right. Uh, and, Either you
0: quit, or I'm going to the rubber room, <laughs> <laughs> or both. Actually, Palestine will be free, but I will be in the rubber room too. I think that's yeah. the most
1: likely outcome. <laughs> the rubber room liberation front. Yeah, the RRLF. Uh, uh, shit. Well, I don't know. I just think it's topical because I just I've just been thinking so much also just about like the Biden administration's attempts to portray the economy as great. It's right. good, actually. It's amazing. Like, they released a statement this week, actually, saying how good it is. Yeah. Uh, Biden said, uh, today we saw again that the American economy continues to grow even as inflation comes down. It's a testament to the resilience of American consumers and American workers supported by Bidenomics. My plan to grow the economy by growing the middle class. Um, I mean... You know, it's 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 conjuring an illusion out of an illusion. There's no material basis there. Again, yeah, wages are growing, sure. Like unemployment is down, but like the cost of living is absurd. It's insane. Rents, it's all. I mean, you know, debt, ugh, fucking child, cost of childcare. But that's the thing. Like, if you just bracket out like certain things then you can make a good enough case and I guess send people out like Stancil to uh, beat Badger people over the head. I mean, that guy's another example of it. I don't know how many people I've seen him drive insane because <clears throat> as long as you just stick to the line and say, no, Israel has a right to defend itself. No, the is well, good. here's the thing no. about
0: Stan- Stancil, though. Stancil's playing a dangerous game because he is trying to drive people insane, but he ain't built for that. <laughs>
1: You know a lot what I of mean? these guys aren't.
0: No, I will go ahead and tell you. Uh, while I think they should die and rot in rotten hell, Ben Gavir and Benjamin Netanyahu in their youth would absolutely beat the hell out of me. No question about it.
1: Hmm.
0: Stancil ain't ain't built like that though. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh huh. I mean, don't get me wrong; those motherfuckers have a long road to hope too. I. <laughs> but.
1: Yeah. I mean, I
0: already have this vision in my head. Anybody that's about my age will know there was a G.I. Joe animated movie and there's a scene where a Nemesis Enforcer pops up and Sergeant Slaughter has to step in and he's had enough and they tussle for a little bit before Sergeant Slaughter slams him on his back and says, This is for Duke and gives him a you know, the you know, the knife handle fucking yeah. two hands right to the chest this is for Falcon. This is for da-da-da-da. And then he says, this is for the U.S. of A. Of course, I would amend it to not be for right. the U.S. of A. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you make me sick and throws him in a hole. <laughs> uh,
1: well, yeah, I just, um, you know, while we're while we're at it, while we're talking about it, yeah, the uh, I think it should be heavily documented and go down in history that John Hagee spoke at that rally. Uh, I think that you know that's should not be passed over, <laughs> like that you had multiple people chanting, "No ceasefire," that this was a hate rally. I mean this was a fucking it was like a Nuremberg rally. this was a hate rally. These yeah. are Christian Zionists. they hate life. they embrace mass death as the solution to the world's problems. Yeah. I cannot stress enough if something if something was closer to fascism, I don't know what it would be in America because yeah. that is it.
0: Uh, well, the thing about the hallmark of Christianity is the idea of sort of of being passed from death <laughs> into life because you have love for your brother. It is it is fundamentally a death cult, but one that with a hopeful refrain. Yeah. You know what I mean? That we can sort of be reconciled even in our ultimate going down. Yeah. What Christian Zionism does is removes the hopeful refrain and just frames it as you gotta be good enough you have to believe these opinions, you have to subjugate these people, and this is just the fulfillment of prophecy, and if you're not on board with that, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Through another lens, we just call that good old
1: fascism. Right. <laughs> well, and that, again, yeah, to point out, like, yes, you're. I think that's a good summation of what actual Christianity is, yes, a love for your fellow man. Uh, and it's an acknowledgment that this is if if you believe in an afterlife which i don't but if you do which most or I, all christians do by definition uh it is an acknowledgement that this plane we inhabit is not only important but of utmost importance that that in many ways you can read it as even more what goes on here is even more important than what comes after and you can't just throw up your hands and say all right like this it's over Let's just nuke it all and yeah, walk into the light. If you're a
0: Christian, yeah, like I said, you have to be concerned with the here and now. Yeah. God's not really concerned. That's, I think where a lot of American Christians get it fucked up is that they think that their God, as they've conceived of him, is concerned with, like, their fealty to him. Yeah. And he's really not. If you look at the character of, at least in terms of the Christian New Testament, I'm not speaking about the whole Bible writ large, but... God is definitely more concerned with how you're treating your fellow man. That's what you're going to be judged on. Yeah. Not if you were pious enough or like, you know, even says it. Lord, Lord, we did many mighty works. We cast out demons in your name. We did this. We did that. And what happens? And then God says, depart
1: from me, ye workers of
0: iniquity. I never knew you. <laughs> so.
1: That is true. It is. Yeah. It, that is 100% true. If you have your eyes on the afterlife. You yeah. you have sinned. You, <laughs> you have better failed. be
0: concerned with those Palestinians. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I want to tell you something. If you're not, <laughs> oh, yep. I mean, and if you and if you conceptualize religion as something that is true for the people that believe it, then okay, I guess you could say you could take the bleak route and say that like, oh, they just die and nothing happens and they never know that their religion was not real and not verified. However, uh. Because we do live on a, we do live in this world. Your actions here have consequences that resound not only on you and your family after you're gone, but future generations of believers. And to me, that is that is the definition of the afterlife. I mean, that's the afterlife that I've believed in ever since I stopped believing in the metaphysical one. I've yeah. always believed in the material afterlife. That like there is an can,
0: afterlife, but other people are going to be here, and you're not. And that's what's a, the quality of your service that made it better for those people? That's one, the big
1: question. One thousand percent. And they, in in light of that, how you answer that question and how you look at you know look at yourself in the mirror or sleep at night, like that's I don't know. I, I just don't. I don't. I do not s- understand. And plenty of people have pointed out the pointlessness of pointing out hypocrisies but there is nothing uh fellowship worthy there's nothing brotherly or christianly about chanting en masse for no ceasefire for continuing to murder people uh that i think that's
0: what the scripture refers to as the spirit of antichrist yeah I mean, the very definition. Yeah, You don't have to... The, the, the problem with American Christians, too, is they're all-time concerned with some sort of weird cosmic event that's like a sign or a wonder, Yep. and they just won't take things on face value. It's something I've said a couple times on the show, but it's like, for people that are like, you know, always looking for like the surest sign of the end time, they're the least curious people
1: I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> It's It's also funny because, like, in their conception, the Antichrist is, like, fascist-coded. You know what I'm saying? Like, why yeah, else yeah. would Tim LaHaye have done in the Left Behind series, like, the Eastern European Nikolai Carpathia? It's like the whole, the subtext is, like, fascism. Like, oh, it's authoritarianism. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like they embrace it. I've never seen a better analogy for American Christianity. Like, actually embracing the spirit of the Antichrist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like real, yeah, like whole cloth, yeah. whole
1: cloth. <laughs> yeah, it's astonishing. Whoa.
0: It is, man. It's you know, there's this phrase that's been ringing in my head over and over, and I'm working on this thing that I'm going to pitch, maybe about some of these things. But the phrase "the reprobate mind," mm. you know, is usually echoed by evangelicals in the scripture to like condemn homosexuals, right? Because of where it comes from, I think in Romans. And I really don't think there's a better phrase for actually what these Christian Zionists have, but the reprobate mind, where the Scripture says that you'll be believe a lie, be turned over to a reprobate mind to believe a lie and be damned, and right. that's exactly what you're seeing with these people now. Will they suffer eternal torments? I I don't know if I, if if there was a just God, <laughs> maybe so. But
1: well, I would go. I would say that. Yes, pro- probably not. However, it depends on how you define afterlife because yeah. eternal torment. If we are all tied together, if we're all bound together by the material world, by social relations, by our common humanity, if the future of humanity is hell, mm-hmm. then that means you are damned to hell. And Ultimately. the other,
0: the other thing too, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like these John Kirby characters and Anthony Blinken and all that stuff there is kind of an eternal damnation because your name is forever going to be attached to that. Exactly. So you may not care in the here and now, and you may think that, like, okay, well, I'm just taking my marching orders or I'm doing whatever, and, like, you know, I'm a flawed man, and you can do the whole broken man routine. But the reality is you could change. You could have changed it a month ago. You could have stepped in there. You could have said something. But instead, you're continuing to do this, and you're going to die in great shame one day. Yeah. And your friends and family might remember you as a swell guy and a great dad, but everybody else is going to remember you for what you really are.
1: Yep. And that's that's uh And that's the that's what's fascinating again about it. It's just like I thought in this house we believed in science. I thought in this house we didn't believe in like these superstitious like the It's like they don't believe in that because they have no answer. Right. Like truly. They they don't have an answer. The best they've got is, quote-unquote, biodynamics, which is an illusion. It is no. premised on on an argument, on trying to convince you that the world is not what it seems. Right. That's insane. That just goes to show you how hollow and f- completely facile their whole project is and why it's ultimately terrifying if we're talking about It is, about the, it is the, weird. It is yeah. weird. I mean, we, we referenced, I mean, a
0: lot of people on the left referenced like in the Trump era, like hyper normalization, Adam Curtis documentary. And like, you know, there's parts in there where he talks about how like Putin would like consult with these like avant garde theater people to like do these like protests, you know, like, these sort of fake protests and stuff like that. And how like we all sort of got our brains broken by what we were seeing every day, knowing that it was not right. Knowing right. that it was like off, knowing that there was some sort of you know chicanery going on, and how that, while at the same time bemoaning some future Trump presidency, we've just adopted the same sort of Schadenfreude
1: tactics, you know. Yep. Well,
0: I hope it, I said that right.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you did. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> if you want to be really pretentious, you can say Schadenfreude. Ah, oh, the real Germanic uh, pronunciation. But, yeah, no, the stakes here is, like, nuclear Armageddon. And if, like, they're fucking fine just, like, going along with, like, the Christian Zionist view on this. I don't know, man. That's very terrifying to me. Uh, And just the fact that they have zero moral backbone at all. Just, like, dude. Like the fucking video of Anthony Blinken in February of this year saying that we cannot allow Russia to bomb hospitals or like the Hillary Clinton tweet from last year saying that we cannot allow Russia to bomb hospitals.
0: We can never let the crimes Russia's committing become our new normal. Gucha is not normal. Mariupol is not normal. Irpin is not normal. Bombing schools and
1: hospitals and apartment buildings to rubble is not normal. It's like that's the that's the inside that's the skin suit worn inside out it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes we, we i thought we all agreed that the red line was bombing hospitals is not is like not and
0: now we know for some people there are no red lines
1: right um i don't know man it's just it is wild just the whiplash i guess just the fact that like you've now got like Zelinsky. I, I read this time profile of Zelensky. Dude, he is so on the outs. He couldn't even get on Oprah like a month ago. Oprah won't even have him on anymore, bro. He's like done for. <laughs> it's
0: like the meme of all the <laughs> deposed and, and or dead people. that. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's done for. Calling him into heaven, <laughs> brother. <laughs> he's going to get cooed or something, Probably. I mean, I would not doubt it, and it's probably going to be it, some you're going to some right-wing. sort of
0: Victor Orban type character in there that's really going to galvanize like the Azovs and everything. The same things we were screaming about from the start of that conflict.
1: I know that's this is the thing. It really should, it really should put us all on alert because, dude, we have turned the entire world against this. Like, did you see that thing about how Arab leaders all around the Middle East have have turned against Biden even more than they did against Bush. Yeah. I mean, it's dude, it's it is like the scene in Casino. They're going to take us out to a fucking cornfield and beat us to fucking death with bats. <laughs> us in Israel.
0: <laughs>
1: like oh, th- th- this, man, it still like, won't be good enough. <laughs> you know like Biden met with Xi yesterday and was like and Xi was like we can exist in pro- prosperity. Like we don't have to like be in conflict. We don't have to be at odds. And uh, the thing that I walked away from that we don't you, know
0: anything else though. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm like, saying. Our like,
0: prosperity is predicated on perpetual conflict. Yeah, you know. Th- this is the thing. Is is you're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. Like you realize you're kind of fucking the bag up, really.
1: That's it. <laughs> yeah. That is it. That's the thing. China seems to be the only like world power that doesn't want to nuke the entire world system. Right. So I mean. I take it that what you will. I still don't think that they're communists, personally. <laughs> Get mad at me all you want, but they're not. But they are rational, and they don't want to nuke the world system, like right. so many in the West do.
0: I love that story about G, you know, spent a couple of years in Iowa, like with some kind of, I don't know, like exchange program or something like that, mm-hmm. and he still keeps up with his friends in Iowa.
1: yeah. You imagine if,
0: like, if, like, uh, yeah, like uh, the leader of Iran or something, like, uh, was a AmeriCorps Vista in Letcher <laughs> County, and like we still kept a correspondence.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess we should wrap it up. But yeah, no, Zelensky's fucked. Um, I saw a tweet that said Poland has imposed a transit blockade. Zelensky canceled presidential elections. The Russians are about to destroying begin destroying in- energy infrastructure, and there is no news about further supplies of Western weapons to Ukraine. It's like they they and again can we so,
0: afford two wars? Sure, but you know I
1: think we're kind of <laughs> over this one, right? I don't know, man. Just gets at what we were talking about on the Patreon this past this past weekend. It's like, what is the end game here? Is there one? Is it fully propelled at this point by like death's death cult Christian Zionism? Because that means we've all got skin in the game at this point. Oh, so it's like. Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, it's not just something that you can kind of, like, watch from afar and say, like, oh, religion is a cancer on the world. It's like, bro, your fucking <laughs> your skin is on the line. Like, we, yeah. we all could get nuked as a result. Yeah, literally. Yeah. All right. I got to call it because I'm so congested at this point from, like, the, ra- the rampant wildfires just burning eastern Kentucky to the damn to the ground
0: Uh, and it's just like kind of wild how impervious we are to like uh (laughs) natural catastrophes now it's like yeah just wildfires running roughshod through the woods and we're just like Mm -hmm. eh, just another day in the neighborhood
1: yeah i I cannot breathe it's miserable um but if you would like to go listen to our past patreon episodes on this topic and other topics please go to patreon.com slash Party patreon.com. There's a link in the show notes. Pretty easy to sign up. You can get all kinds of content on this and much, much more. So please go do that. In the meantime, <clears throat> keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah, don't let them drive you to the rubber room. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do your best to stave off a crack up. But, that's
1: that's right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that is right. All right, gang. Well, thanks again for listening this week. We'll see you on the Patreon feed in a few days. Adios. Why don't you get get kidnapped by them in Gaza and see if people come and save you? Because we should have a ceasefire and negotiate with terrorists. They're just going to say, oh, you stop bombing us, we'll stop bombing you here. Take them back. Yeah, they'll just stay here, take them back. Israel back. controls is whether they have water, whether they no, are electricity, they can No, 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 we generously give them water. Can... We give it's them their land, care. my dear, have access to it's
0: it. their land care. that was it's taken great. from Not their them.
1: Land. Jesus was a Jew. Do you know that? He was born there. The oh, Jews were there yeah. first. Oh, there were no the Palestinians drawer, there. He was the Old and Testament. Gaza,
0: and you he the New Testament. My question, I know that there's yeah. over 400 Palestinian here. villages that, that were destroyed you know, in 1948. It was called yeah.
1: the Nakba, indigenous people. Right. So should we all be kidnapped and tortured, yeah. our babies put in here? an oven because we took right. it from the Native Americans? But yet you're living here, I think we should torture you and your family. Let's cut open your stomach, take out your fetus and throw it in an oven and then smell it while they torture you and cut off your body And rape you, make you naked and drag you through the street Just wish your kids were gonna be there.
0: You yeah, are fucking so stupid. I wish they will rape you alive. They were killing you. And if your mother will be alive, they will send the video for your mother to see how you burn. That's what I wish, and this is, if this is okay for you, so I don't know what it's you made from. You say, uh, it's anything. terrible, it's terrible that people had it. I know. People it. burned alive. And it's The man it on TV, on the video, on the video, they, you know they filmed it. It burns people alive. Oh. So. Why not you go to Gaza? Why don't you go to Gaza? Oh. Why don't you to
1: Let's let's be be very clear! Let's Let's be very clear!